It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Ah, made it to a Friday. Welcome in. Made it to April. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Friday, April 1st. I hate April 1st. Because you shouldn't even look at Twitter today, folks. I have to, just in case anything on there is true. I have to look at it. But you got to be careful. Matt Dennison, Hoosier Report, last hour, was uh, duped by a Wisconsin April Fool's joke saying Brad Davison will be back for a sixth year with the uh, Badgers. There was no mention of April Fool's in the tweet from the Wisconsin Basketball Department. Brad Davison retweeted it. It looked official, and you get to the bottom, and if you don't read all the way through, now Wisconsin didn't say it was an April Fool's joke. So why wouldn't you believe them? It's on their official website. Brad Davison, after he retweeted it, did mention, oh, by the way, April Fool's. I hate this day. Tony LaRussa, I saw on Twitter from a reputable writer, was stepping down as the White Sox manager. Found out, not true. You have to read the entire thread on Twitter. Because he went on to say, oh, by the way, this is an April Fool's joke. Rick Renteria was coming back as the manager. White Sox fans did not want to hear that. And you probably think it's an April Fool's joke. It might go through your mind. But you have that moment as a fan where you go, oh, no, this can't be true. Tell me this isn't true. And there's angst. m <laughs> uh, Cartage Hotline is open, 384-1450, 502-384-1450. You can join the conversation by calling that number. The Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Don't forget Thornton's is the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like fresh coffee, delicious donuts. Visit our friends at Thornton's. Nobody's got it better than I do. My wife was working the Holy Family Fish Fry lunch session as we speak. So when I get home today, going to have some really good fish for lunch. Then I'll go to the St. Stephen Martyr Fish Fry tonight, probably have another good fish sandwich, have a few adult beverages with uh, a bunch of friends, then head over either back home or over to a local establishment to watch the Louisville women's basketball team tonight. Casino visit tomorrow morning, Final Four tomorrow night, National Championship women's game on Sunday before I'm back here on Monday. Nobody's got it better than I do. But I hate April 1st. I hate February. I love March. I hate April 1st. I have no problem with the rest of the month. But I really don't like today. And when you send me your text on the Thornton's text line at 414-1450, I'm going to be very careful about what I read on the air. I may not read anything. Final Four weekend is here, both men's and women's. The women are in Minneapolis. The men are in New Orleans. Uh, There is a vested home interest here tonight as the Lady Cards, well, we can't call them that anymore, the Louisville women's basketball team, takes on the number one team in the country, South Carolina, record of 33-2, and 7 o'clock ESPN. Louisville is an eight-point underdog here. They are considered the long shot still standing to win the national championship on the women's side. Connecticut and Stanford will go at it. 
in a really nice matchup in the second game tonight, approximately 9.30. UConn is 29-5. and Paige Beckers, who missed most of the season due to an injury, is back. She was fantastic in the last two wins for the Huskies. And Stanford's the defending national champions. 32-3. and They are one-and-a-half-point favorites over the Huskies, the Lady Cardinal, or can you even call them that? I don't even know the rules anymore. And then, of course, tomorrow night, Villanova, Kansas gets it started at 6.09, followed by Duke and North Carolina, both games on TBS. Kansas is a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Villanova Wildcats, and Duke, four-point favorite over their arch-rival North Carolina. I will give you who I think is going to cover all four final four games, women and men. I'm going to tell you who I think is going to win the national championship on the women's side and who I think is going to win the national championship on the men's side before this hour is over. That's your Tim Tam bucket of picks. So I guess that's six picks, right? Four games, I'll pick against a spread, and then two champions. That's a, that's, there's your six uh, bucket, bucket of picks. Haven't done a bucket in a, in a few weeks, but there you go. The uh, NFL, which I told you yesterday and I tell you all the time, is in the news 365 days a year, is still in the news. The over-under numbers came out yesterday. How many teams, how many games will your favorite team win in the upcoming NFL season? Over-under. And keep in mind there are 17 games. This will be the second year now. There are 17 games in a regular season. Nobody. Nobody is projected higher than 11 and a half victories. Which means, if my math is correct, five and a half losses. So if your team wins 12 games and you bet them to, to win more than their over number, you're going to win because nobody is at 12. Not the Chiefs, not the Rams, not the Buccaneers, not the Bengals. Nobody is over the 11-and-a-half number. We'll go through those before the hour is through here. It's, uh, some of them look too easy to be true, and usually when that's the case, they are too good to be true. Butler has fired their head coach, Lavelle Jordan, the Butler Bulldogs in Indianapolis. Lavelle was there five years, former player, former Bulldog player. They went 14-19 and 19 this year. Uh, Butler waited till today because the buyout – Dropped in a huge way today for Lavelle Jordan to be let go. If they fire him yesterday, he's going to get a whole lot more money than the uh, university waiting and firing him today. So Butler is in the market for a new head coach out of the Big East. Again, 14-19 and 19 this year, five years in the program. Former players usually get a little more leeway, a little more slack. Um, I thought he was probably going to be retained for another year, but nope, they're going to go in a new direction at Butler University. Big news from Louisville yesterday, L. Ellis coming back. Uh, and I said this before Kenny Payne was hired, whoever the new coach was going to be, number one, you got to get Sidney Curry back. Number two, you got to try to get L. Ellis back. Well, mission accomplished on both so far for Kenny Payne. Now there's rumors today, and again, I always try to keep in mind that it is April 1st, but I've seen a couple of reputable people on Twitter saying that Milt Wagner is going to be a full-time assistant coach under Kenny Payne. Now, I thought Milt Wagner would be somewhere in the mix, director of basketball operations, um, 
you know, some title. But I didn't I wasn't sure if he would be a assistant coach. A lot of new head coaches will find a, a former head coach when it's their first time job, find a find a former head coach to help them out. A couple of cases in point, Penny Hardaway at Memphis went and got Larry Brown. Larry Brown does not want to be a head coach in college basketball anymore. He doesn't. He's won a national championship. He's been a head coach more, um, you know, a lot over the years. He doesn't want to be a head coach anymore. So Penny Hardaway, there's no threat to bring in a Larry Brown. I think Jawan Howard in Michigan, same thing. He brings in Phil Martelli, the former longtime St. Joseph's Hawks head coach. That's a great guy to bring in. And, in fact, when Jawan Howard was suspended for slapping the Wisconsin head coach, for the last, I think it was five games of the season, Phil Martelli just seamlessly moved right in, took over, was the head coach, and Jawan Howard's not threatened here by Phil Martelli. He doesn't. He's not going to be the next head coach of Michigan. If things fall apart for the Wolverines in the next couple of years and they got to get rid of Jawan Howard, they're not bringing Phil Martelli up to be the head coach. He might be an interim or something like that till they find somebody else. But he's an he's an elderly, not elderly. He's an older gentleman just like Larry Brown, who is no threat to the head coach. He is an asset to the head coach. And I think Kenny Payne is probably looking for one of those assets. Who can he bring in that's been a head coach, that's been a successful head coach in a Power 5 conference? Who can he bring in to say, hey, help me out here. Teach me a few things. What do I need to know that I don't know? Help me with X's and O's in the middle of a game. Help me game plan. I want to. I, I still want to learn how to be a head coach while being a head coach. I know how to be an assistant coach. I know how to be a recruiter. I know how to be a head coach when my head coach gets kicked out of the game, like John Calipari did at Arkansas. And Kenny Payne took over and won the game. But I need that perspective of a guy who has been in the shoes that I am now in for the first time. Who's that going to be? Milt Wagner's not that guy. Milt Wagner might be a fine assistant, might be a great recruiter. Obviously, you want his grandson to come play for you. I get that. But he's not the guy that has been a head coach before that knows a lot more than Kenny Payne does about what it takes not only on the court but off the court handling situations off the court, handling egos of young players, handling the media. Larry Brown knows how to do that. He can pass it along to Penny Hardaway. Phil Martelli can pass it along to Juwan Howard. Hey, look, after that game, this is what you're going to be asked at the press conference, so here's the answer you might want to think about giving. Little things like that. Who's the guy that Kenny Payne can go get Bring into Louisville. Look, Chris Mack had Dino Gaudio. Now, Chris Mack was not a first-time head coach, so it's a little bit different. And, of course, we know what happened in the end there. We know that that relationship imploded or exploded, whichever way you want to look at it, in front of the media, in front of the world. It didn't end well. But it's an experienced voice to to your left on the bench that you can take some counsel from. 
during a game, before a game, after a game, day before a game, between games. What should my team look like? What should my what should I what should I do in practice the day after a tough loss? Do I take it easy on them? Does this team need to be uh, whipped into shape? Will they take discipline in a good way? Will they handle the losses if I'm tough on them, or do I need to baby them here? And there, that is experience that Kenny Payne, as a head coach, doesn't have. He was the best friend to some of these guys. Julius Randle has now is going to ask for a trade in the offseason. He's already sort of hinted that he doesn't want to play for the Knicks anymore. Do not be shocked if somewhere along the line, Julius Randle says, once Kenny Payne left, I didn't want to be here anymore. When he went from the Lakers to the Knicks, he was very excited. And he was the best player on the Knicks, and he has been the best player on the Knicks for a few years now. And Kenny Payne getting to New York helped Julius Randle. He had a friend in Julius Randle. I mean, in Kenny Payne. Julius Randle had a friend in Kenny Payne. Now Kenny Payne's gone. Julius Randle wants out of New York. Kenny Payne knows how to coach individual sessions with players. He knows how to make them better on the court during practice through individual workouts, individual instruction, individual drills. He is a friend to players. He could talk to players, not like John Calipari does. He was uh, he was an ear to the guy. When they had a problem with Cal, they went to Kenny Payne. Now he's Cal. He's John Calipari. Who's going to be Kenny Payne for Kenny Payne? If the Milt Wagner rumors are true, that's great. I said this to a couple of friends of mine. Um, when Kenny Payne was introduced, and all the players showed up. It was a great moment of solidarity for the university. All these guys. Billy Thompson came from Florida on his own dime to be there. There were probably 40, 50 players, former Louisville players, at that introductory press conference. And I said, very, um, I don't want to say sarcastically, that's not the right word, but you know, skeptically, how many of these guys are here because they love Kenny Payne, because they're happy for Kenny Payne, and how many of these guys are here because they want a job on the Louisville basketball staff, whether it's as a coach or some other role? It's a legitimate question. It's a legitimate question. Because I know there are a few and I'm not going to mention any names here, but I know there are a few that were there for their first interview. And they're there to tell Kenny how glad they are for him, how happy they are for him. Hey, and by the way, I'm going to call you in a few days. I'm going to text you in a few days. We'll talk. Let's sit down for lunch. Because there are, this happens everywhere. There are people that want things from you. And it would not surprise me if he got a lot of texts, Kenny Payne got a lot of texts, a lot of phone calls, looking for a job. You can't hire all your friends. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's a mistake. 
It never ends well. It rarely ends well. I'm not going to say never. That's a long time. It rarely ends well. And I think we're going to see a lot more. Kenny Payne, I would guess, is going to be at the Final Four this weekend. I don't know why he wouldn't be at the Final Four this weekend. It's uh, it's where the coaches all meet, talk, dine together, have fun together, enjoy the weekend. They're all invited. And it's where a lot of these deals happen because there are unemployed coaches that are going to be there looking for a job. Got to find the right guy to sit next to you. And when you're a first-time coach, it helps to have a guy that's been there in those shoes before. All right, we'll take a break. Over, under NFL odds. I'm very excited about this. You know I love gambling. You know I love to take a, you know, a little green, a few greenbacks, try to figure out who's going to be better than the prognosticators think in the upcoming season, who's going to be worse in the upcoming season. So uh, we'll look at that. Hall of Fame basketball class of 2022. Uh, a few names got out. There's 16 members going in. They'll be announced later today, but uh, a few of them got out in the open. We'll talk about those, who should be, who shouldn't be. And I think the Rams got better again. We're not talking about the Rams. We're talking about the Buccaneers. We're talking about the Packers. We're talking about the AFC West. Why aren't we talking about the Rams? Is it because nobody ever repeats anymore? The Rams got better yesterday again. All that and more, you're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline open, 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. 384-1450. The Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Download Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day. That's the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. Download it today and hit me up on the Thornton's text machine at 502-414-1450. Also, don't forget the uh, 2022 Big X Sports Radio golf card is out now. The card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with cart included. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or you can call 812-725-1457. That's 812-725-1457. You can play Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Christmas Lake, $25 a round, under $25 a round, cart included. Get yours today. Supplies are limited. Uh, I missed out on the uh, NIT last night. I gave you uh, Texas A&M. Xavier gets a bucket with three seconds to go for a one-point win over Texas A&M. The Xavier Musketeers are your NIT champions. Sean Miller was in the building. The former Arizona coach will be the Xavier coach next season. Uh, He was there to watch his uh, future players defeat Buzz Williams and the Texas A&M Aggies. Again, I mentioned this uh, earlier in the week. That's the final it looks like it's going to be the final NIT semis and finals in Madison Square Garden. They're looking for a home next year. I still think the Yum Center would be great. Fantastic. All right, NFL over-unders. And I am going to give you the uh, Tim Tam Tavern bucket of picks in the final segment. Uh, we'll pick both women's games tonight against the spread. We'll pick both men's games tomorrow. And then I'll tell you who I think is going to win the national championship 
Uh, the women are in Minneapolis. The men are in New Orleans. Breaking news out of baseball, Craig Kimbrell, White Sox reliever, has been traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers. I hope this is not an April Fool's joke. I don't think it is. Jeff Passan reporting. Craig Kimball goes from the White Sox to the Dodgers. Uh, the White Sox get back outfielder A.J. Pollock in the trade. No extra money here, just straight-up swap. You don't see that very often anymore. Kimball from the, Dod- from the uh, White Sox to the Dodgers, A.J. Pollock, the outfielder, goes from the Dodgers to the White Sox. Breaking news. Uh, U.K. Pro Day is happening right now uh, at the Nutter Center on campus in Lexington. Uh, Wandell Robinson... Yusuf Corker, all these um, guys that are looking to bump themselves up in the draft order, going through um, you know forty yard dashes and and bench presses and catching footballs and throwing footballs. Pro day at the UK going on as we speak. All right, over unders NFL football this season. Again, there's seventeen games now. This is from uh, Caesars Las Vegas. Caesar Sportsbook, 17 games. Um, so you would think somebody's going to win 13, 13 and four. I think the Packers were 13 and three before they lost the finale and didn't they didn't care that they lost the finale uh, heading into the playoffs. Somebody's going to win 13 games. Somebody's going to win 12. The over-unders start at 11 and a half this year. That seems low. The three teams that are at 11 and a half and you tell me who's going to win 12 or more out of these three teams. Buffalo Bills, Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Those three teams, 11 and a half. Not the defending champion Los Angeles Rams. Not the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Bills, Packers, Buccaneers. Well, the Bills, you would think, have maybe six wins in their division. Right? Dolphins. Still have two at quarterback. The New England Patriots are not your dad's New England Patriots. And then you got the Jets. So there's six wins, right? At least five. Bills are in a good division. Now, the Bills, outside of the division, they got a tough schedule. Green Bay, 11 and a half. They play the Bears twice. They play the Lions twice. They play the Vikings twice. Is that six wins? Vikings usually beat Green Bay once. Tampa Bay, 11 and a half in that division. Carolina, that's two wins. Atlanta, that's two wins. New Orleans, well, they usually lose to New Orleans at least once, but that's five wins. You got Tom Brady back. Bruce Arians, of course, is gone. Got a new head coach, same offensive coordinator. So those are your three teams with the highest win totals, over-under win totals, according to Caesars Las Vegas. Buffalo, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay, 11.5. Kansas City, Dallas, and the Rams are at 10.5. The Rams, by the way, signed Bobby Wagner yesterday. Five-time All-Pro, six-time All-Pro. Five years, $50 million. It can be $65 million with incentives. Uh, Seattle let him go, and the Rams just pick up another tremendous player. The Rams have zero draft picks this year. They don't have any. They don't care. Rams are built to win. They're building to win now. Look, it's going to catch up with them eventually. 
Eventually, the salary cap that they push to later years is going to crush this team. But right now, they are all in again. They went all in with Matthew Stafford last year, brought in Von Miller. Right? They went all in. Now that defense, front to back, you got Aaron Donald on the front side, front line. You got Bobby Wagner now at linebacker. You got Jalen Ramsey in the defensive backfield. That's a good start. And nobody's talking about the Rams. Nobody's talking about the Rams. Everybody wants to talk about Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers is back. Well, guess what? Devontae Adams is gone. He's a Raider. Everybody wants to talk about the Buccaneers. Tom Brady's back. Uh, they brought in Russell Gage from Atlanta. Gronk, will Gronk come back and join him? Well, we'll see. They, they got a good defense, solid defense. They still got Mike Evans. Chris Godwin will be healthy again. Leonard Fournette's back. Good offensive line. They lost a couple guys off that offensive line, both guards, right? And keep that in mind because Tom Brady steps up into the pocket and manipulates the pocket better than anybody. When there are edge rushers, Tom Brady is hard to get to. But guys coming up the middle, that's where Tom Brady has problems. And when you lose your two offensive guards to free agency, one of which ends up in Cincinnati, you better find a couple guys that can play offensive guard. Because Tom Brady does not like to be rushed straight on. He wants those guys coming from the outside because he can get away from them. So, 11 and a half for the Buccaneers, I don't know. But with the Rams only 10 and a half, that one surprises me. Because you would have to think the Rams are going to win 11 games. And now that now they got Bobby Wagner, this came out after Bobby Wagner was signed, sealed, and delivered to Los Angeles. Cowboys, 10 and a half. Who knows? I think, I think the Eagles are going to be better. I think the Redskins will be better with Carson Wentz, question mark. It's hard to say that. Hard to get those words out. But I think they'll be a little better. Giants are still going to stink. Ten and a half seems like a reach in the, for anybody in that division. Nine and eight is going to win that division, right? The Cowboys were six and zero oh in that division last year. That's why they won the division. They were not very good outside of that division, the NFC East. Chiefs at ten and five. All right, it's a tough division. You've got good quarterbacks in that division. You got in the AFC West. It feels like everybody got better. I know the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill, um, but you still got Patrick Mahomes. You still got Travis Kelsey. Obviously, Denver gets better with Russell Wilson at quarterback. And the Chargers, Justin Herbert, he's just going to get better and better. He's going to get better and better. The Raiders pick up Devontae Adams. Still got Derek Carr. Derek Carr's considered the least talented quarterback in the AFC West. Well, that tells you a lot about the AFC West. So the Chiefs, Cowboys, and Rams, 10 and a half. Chargers, 10. Boy, I like the over there. I think the Chargers right now, if you ask me who wins the AFC West, right now, today, with Tyreek Hill now gone, I'm going to go Chargers. I'm going to go Chargers. Uh, Chargers, 10. San Francisco, 10. Denver, 10. San Francisco, I don't know where Jimmy G's going to end up. We're going to have to we're going to have to wait till after the draft to see where A Jimmy Garoppolo ends up. 
I would be surprised if he wasn't still with San Francisco. And B, where does Baker Mayfield end up? Baker Mayfield's guaranteed $18.8 million this year. Cleveland doesn't want that on their books, but nobody else wants to take it on. So what Cleveland's going to do at this point is wait for the draft, see who doesn't get a quarterback, and say, hey, let's make a deal here. Because right now, Cleveland doesn't want a fourth-round draft pick for a starting quarterback. But right now, that's all they're going to get. Nobody's given up a lot for a quarterback who's going to cost them $18.8 million. And you don't know how good he's going to be. You don't even know if he's going to be good enough to start on your team. So Chargers 10, I lean toward the over. 49ers 10. Uh, it's, that's Again, Seattle's probably taking a step backward here. But... Arizona's still going to be formidable, and you got the Rams in your division. San Francisco, that's a tough 10. And Denver at 10, well, okay, so here's the AFC West, right? Kansas City, 10.5, Denver, 10, and the uh, Chargers, 10. The Raiders are at 8.5. Somebody's not going to win 10 games in that division. One of those three is not going to win 10 games in all likelihood whether it's the Chiefs, the Broncos, Chargers. Who is it that's not going to win 10 games? Denver's got a lot of weapons, and they added a really good quarterback. Chargers, I think, are going to be better than they were last year. Will the Chiefs take a step backwards? That's the big question. Nine and a half, there are five teams at nine and a half. Bengals, Titans, Colts, Browns, Ravens. The Bengals question is a simple one. Was this a one-and-done situation? Was it one-and-done? Joe Burrow was great. He got sacked 6,000 times and still made it to the Super Bowl. He got sacked nine times in a playoff game and still made it to the Super Bowl. He was great. They've got young talent on the offense. They're trying to get better at the offensive line. They brought in three new guys on, the, on that O-line who will start right away and make life a lot easier for Joe Burrow. But that's a difficult division. I mentioned three teams right there in the AFC North that are at nine and a half, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Baltimore. And I think the Steelers are going to be better with Mitchell Trubisky than anybody else thinks they're going to be. And they're, they're over under seven and a half. I will tell you right now, as I looked at this list last night, the first the first bet I would make would be Pittsburgh over seven and a half. They don't play under 500 football under Mike Tomlin. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I have to believe eight and nine is a worst case scenario for Pittsburgh. They still got a tremendous defense. And Trubisky. Look at his Bear numbers. Bears fans wanted him out. He wasn't bad. He just wasn't great. Is Mitch Trubisky 2022 better than Ben Roethlisberger 2021? That's a fair question. Because Ben was not very good last year. Seven and a half on the Steelers. Give me the over right now. So Bengals nine and a half. I, I'm taking a pass there. I'm taking a pass. Because, again, I just wonder if it was a one-off. 
hey, we had that miracle year. We won games we shouldn't have. We somehow got to the Super Bowl. Chiefs, Bill, you know, all these great teams in the FC, Chiefs, Bills, and somehow we uh somehow we made it. Titans nine and a half, Colts nine and a half, both in the same division. Well, Jacksonville's gonna be better. They can't be worse. Houston's a train wreck. Uh, I think nine and a half with either one of those teams. I think you pick one of them and say, this team's going over the total. Um, is Matt Ryan the answer in Indianapolis? Maybe. We'll see. Uh, Arizona is at nine. New England, Miami, Raiders, and Eagles, along with Minnesota, eight and a half. Uh, I'm going under on New England there. Pittsburgh, Washington, New Orleans, seven and a half. The Giants are at seven. That might be an under. Jacksonville, Chicago, and Detroit, six and a half. And the last two on the list, Carolina, not the last two on the list. I take it back. Carolina and Seattle are six. Atlanta and the Jets, five and a half. And Houston at four and a half. So play responsibly is all I could tell you. My first reaction when I saw the list last night, over seven and a half on the Steelers. I like that one a lot. Other than that, play responsibly. We'll take a break. Come back. I will have the Tim Tam Tavern bucket of picks coming up. We'll talk about the Hall of Fame basketball class, or at least part of it that will be going in this year. And, again, get ready for Final Four weekend. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio, final segment. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 384-1450. Last chance to join in on the conversation. Also, last chance on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, the Big X golf cards are ready. The card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2022 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Under $25 per round with card included at Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake. Get yours today. Supply is limited. Uh, Texter says, Bobby Wagner to the Rams. If the other team doesn't score, they can't beat you. That is true. I've heard that. They can only tie you. And with the new rules uh, in place for the postseason, you, you can't, they can't even tie you. So if they don't score, they can't beat you. Yeah, Rams at 10 and a half. That actually looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. If you can get it there, these are going to change. These, these came out yesterday. So when they move, the smart money is going to move them. Keep that in mind. All right, time for the Tim Tam Tavern bucket of picks. As we get ready for Final Four weekend, and here we go. Uh, women's game tonight. We'll start with South Carolina and Louisville. The Gamecocks are 33-2. and They're the number one team in the country. Now, the only time I saw them play, full disclosure, was when Kentucky beat them in the SEC tournament championship game. And I really only saw the last 10 minutes of that game, the last quarter of that game. Uh, Kentucky had a... I think they scored two points or three points in the second quarter of that game. South Carolina's defense is really, really, really good. 
you have a difficult time scoring inside against the Gamecock defense. Louisville's going to have to score from the perimeter, whether it's Haley Van Lith. Kiana Smith, I think, is the key, a key to this game. She's got to score. She's got to hit some threes. Um, Emily Engsler has to create chaos both offensively and at the point of that press. I think uh, if Jeff Walls is – I think he's going to press tonight. I think he's going to say, look, we've got to turn them over and get easy baskets because they are hard to score against in the half court. The spread is eight. Louisville's 29-4, and four, okay? They're not here because they can't play. Let's, let's be clear about that. They can play. I'm gonna, I've got my Ville shirt on right now. I'm wearing red. It's uh, The mayor declared it wear red day, so I'm wearing red. I'm taking the eight points here. I don't love it. Um, I don't think Louisville wins the game tonight. I think South Carolina is the best team, going to be the best team on the floor tonight. But I'm taking Louisville in the eight points. I hope the cards can keep it close. Connecticut and Stanford's the second game. UConn's 29 and 5. Paige Beckers is back. Stanford's 32 and 3. There's a lot of pride there. Defending national champions. And they're only giving UConn one and a half. Now, there was a time, uh, probably for the last 15 years, where if you could get Connecticut in any kind of points, you'd take it. Right? You would take it. I'm not taking it. I watched them the other night. NC State. May have been the better team, and UConn was lucky to have been playing in Bridgeport, Connecticut, instead of a real neutral site. I'm taking Stanford tonight, given the one and a half. Now, the third leg of this uh, of this Tim Tam Tavern bucket of picks is who wins it all. I'm going to take South Carolina to beat Stanford for the national championship. They've been the best team all season long in a deep, difficult conference. Not like Gonzaga in the WCC in the men's tournament. The SEC was tough. It always is. South Carolina got through it nearly unscathed. They've been the best team in the country for the last uh, 17 weeks, and I think they're going to be the best team in the country this weekend. I think South Carolina beats Stanford in the championship game. Uh, men's tournament Saturday, 6:09, first game, both games on TBS, Villanova and Kansas. Uh, I would love to tell you that Villanova is going to rally the troops, the, the uh, Justin Moore injury, the Achilles injury to one of their best players late in the Elite Eight game. Uh, they're going to overcome that, and they're going to play their best game of the year. And I would love to believe that's going to happen, but I'm not, I, but I don't. I think you can play on adrenaline for about eight minutes, stay in the game, keep it close, play great defense, frustrate Kansas. But in the long run, Kansas has more talent. Ojabi has played great in the tournament. They've gotten a lot from different guys like Christian Brown and David McCormick and some other some bench players have helped them out a lot as well. It's a good Kansas team that had to find their way through the season. They had some very difficult losses. But here they are, and I think they win handily, quite frankly, over Villanova. It would not surprise me if Kansas had a double-digit win uh, in that game over Villanova. So I'm going to take Kansas and give the four-and-a-half in game one. Game two is Carolina and Duke. When Carolina beat Marquette uh, in the first round and pummeled Marquette, I sent out a tweet 
saying, is Carolina dangerous? That was the entire tweet. Is Carolina dangerous? And then they beat Baylor, number one seed, and proceeded to cruise through the rest of the regional, including that unexciting, boring thrashing of St. Peter's. North Carolina, in the middle of the season, figured out how to play defense. They've got nine losses. UNC's got nine losses. But Hubert Davis finally got them to buy in on the defensive end, and they've been tough ever since. The bet in this game should be the over. It's 151 is the over-under. That's about 75 points a team if you're scoring at home. In the last six games, this game has gone over all six between these two teams. They score the basketball against each other. They know what the other team's going to do defensively, and they take advantage of it. Who makes more shots is the difference in this game. I'm taking North Carolina. I'm going to ride or die with the Tar Heels this weekend. Because I think what I've seen from them in the tournament, they have the best four games played so far in the tournament out of all of these teams. All, all four of these teams, three of them anyway, have struggled during the tournament and gotten by. UNC has looked really good in this tournament, and that's what it's about. How are you playing right now? I'm taking the four points from Duke tomorrow night. I don't think I need them, but I'm taking them. And as far as who wins the Kansas-North Carolina game on Monday night, I think it's going to be North Carolina. I think Hubert Davis, in his first year as head coach, by the way, he's only the second person ever to play in a Final Four and coach a Final Four team, the same team that he played for. And the other guy I don't even know was way back in the 50s. So he's the second guy to ever do that. I'm going to ride this train because I think they're playing better than anybody. Now, conventional wisdom or or karma probably says Coach K is going to win it all here. He's going to beat Carolina. He's going to beat Kansas, and he's going to ride off into the sunset. All right, that's that's wonderful. That's a wonderful story. That's a that's a movie, right? That's a movie of the week. Bring your tissue. These other three teams have a lot to say about that. It's a great Final Four. Now, Kentucky fans going to disagree. Gonzaga fans going to disagree. Baylor fans going to disagree. Right? This is a great Final Four. Fantastic. Should be fun. So, Kansas over, over Villanova handily. Carolina knocks off Duke, and then Carolina beats Kansas on Monday night. I will be in here Monday to tell you how wrong I was, but there's your six-pack. Women's games, I'm taking Louisville and Stanford tonight with South Carolina winning it all. Louisville covering tonight but not winning. And then Kansas and Carolina to cover on Saturday and Carolina to win it all. Texter says, I bet you look good in red. No, I don't look good in anything. South Carolina team is impressive. They get up and down at warp speed. And that's why Louisville's got to press, I think. I think you got to press on any made basket and maybe on some missed baskets. Because Carolina wants to push. You got to slow them down, man. You got to slow them down and you got to try to turn them over. It's not an easy task. That's why you're an eight point underdog. It is not an easy task. Texter says Could the officials help Coach K have his last shining moment? Of course they can. The bad part about officials 
And look, it's a thankless job. I get it. But the bad part about officials is that they do impact the game. When the game is over, if you don't know who the referees were, that means they did a fantastic job. But that's rare anymore. That's rare. They don't know the difference. I don't know the difference between a block and a charge. They certainly don't know the difference. The rules need to be changed on in that aspect. And if you're an official, I don't care who you are. If you've officiated Duke games, then you have an opinion of Mike Shashevsky. And in your subconscious, it it comes it moves in. It does. Maybe Duke doesn't get calls because of what a referee feels about Coach K, how he's been treated by Coach K in the past. Or maybe he gets the calls because a referee likes Coach K and wants him to go out on top and thinks it would be a great story. Not consciously, but subconsciously. These guys are paid to do a a job, and I think they try to do it to the best of their abilities, but sometimes, and I blame the rules a lot here, sometimes they just have more of an impact on the game than they should as an official. I had NBA last night. I think Giannis is going to win the MVP now. He beat the Sixers and Joel Embiid, and he had 40 earlier in the week. Last night, Milwaukee beat Brooklyn in Brooklyn, 120-119 to 119 in overtime. Giannis had 44 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists. Durant had 26 points and 11 assists for Brooklyn. Kyrie had 25. I guess he needs a rest. But Giannis Antetokounmpo, after Brooklyn took a two-point lead with six seconds to go, I give Mike Budenholzer, the uh, Bucks coach, a lot of credit. Normally you call time out there, get the ball at half court. They didn't do that. They threw it into Giannis and said, just go. And in, in less than six seconds, he went down the court, got fouled, and made both free throws. Tied the game, sent it to overtime. He had a big three late in regulation as well. Uh, best player on the court by far last night, and he and again he beat Embiid in Philly earlier this year and had four earlier this week. If he wins the MVP, and I think he might, it's this week that did it. Embiid was supposed to be the MVP. He has not played as well since James Harden came on board. Imagine that. Jokic could be MVP again. It's wide open, but I think if Giannis wins. He moved into first place in the MVP hunt last night. He was unbelievable. I watched that game. Incredible performance. Uh, The Bulls won in overtime over the Clippers. DeMar DeRozan had 50 last night, 24 in the fourth quarter in overtime. The Bulls' problem is they've struggled against the elite teams. they got a great record, but they've done it against subpar competition. And Utah beat the Lakers last night, 122-109. The Lakers are out of the playoff picture again. Uh, Lakers play at home against New Orleans tonight. I think Anthony Davis might play. He's a game-time decision. That's 10-30 on NBA TV. Pelicans and Lakers. Pelicans still look uh, looking to get in that play-in scenario as well. Donovan Mitchell, 29 for the Jazz last night. All right, enjoy your weekend. Don't forget to watch the uh, Louisville South Carolina game tonight. Boy, I'd love to see the Cards win that one. We'll talk about that and the Final Four on Monday. Thanks for listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.